since the death. The dust has settled on a memorable January transfer window for Newcastle United. Five players brought in, which we'll get to in a moment. But for now, I'm Dominic Skur, joined by Miles Starforth and Joe Buck to analyse a January transfer window like no other for Newcastle. I mean, Miles, you've covered the club for a while, plenty of transfer windows. Can you ever remember a transfer window like this? Well, put, put bluntly, there's not been one like this. Um, you know, I've covered the club for more than 20 years and, and obviously much of that time it was owned by Mike Ashley. There was one or two windows where there were some big signings, but but nothing like this. We never saw this kind of, um, I think the word's ambition. Um, mm-hmm. The club had to be ambitious, really, um, if it was going to have any chance of staying up. And it has been ambitious in terms of the quality of the uh, the players it's uh, gone for and, and the quality. Uh, the uh, the quantity as well five players in we we know uh, they wanted another one uh, that wasn't possible but uh, five players all uh, all very good quality as well yeah and Joe now everything's done Kieran Trippier Chris Wood Bruno Gimraes Matt Target and Dan Byrne all in other than being I guess absolutely exhausted after a busy month what are your sort of initial thoughts and feelings on the window yeah it's been it's been a great window it's as Miles sort of said, it's nice to see the club showing ambition and it's it's nice to see them getting players that improve the team and that you know will come in straight away and improve the team. Obviously, they've got their Kima Reich. There's not a lot known about him yet, but he's played at high level, so you'd assume you might spot him, but the rest of them are all Premier League proven. And just, as we've seen with Trippier and Wood, they've already improved the team already, you know, this month. So I think it's definitely, definitely good business and, yeah, good win overall. Yeah, I agree. I think they've mixed the sort of marquee signings, the likes of Trippier and Bruno Gimraes, with the sort of proven Premier League players, sensible signings, Matt Target, Dan Byrne, defensive additions, which is what they really needed um, at the start of the window. And then Chris Wood with the injury to Callum Wilson, a sensible signing as well. So all in all, a good um, transfer window, a lot different to what we've been used to to previous years, as, as Miles alluded to. But there were still a few disappointments. Two deals didn't get over the line on deadline day. Jesse Lingard on loan from Manchester United and Hugo Ekitike from Rome. Miles, why do you think, from your point of view, they they failed to materialise uh, on deadline day? Well, in terms of Lingard, I can, I can probably speak a little bit more about the... I think from the conversations I've had in the past week, two weeks or so, talks to Manchester United were, were difficult from the start. I'm, I'm not sure how prepared they ever were to to, to loan him out. They certainly weren't going to going to loan him out to, to West Ham, or who they considered a rival. But uh, you, you just wonder how uh, what what kind of willingness there was there to, to to help Newcastle in this situation. Obviously, we know Lingard was prepared to to come here and loan. Um, that was his focus. Uh, a permanent deal was never never on the cards. He's a player, you know, from we understand, who wants to make a decision on his longer term future in the summer. Um, so these 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 talks were difficult uh, difficult from the start. And what you know, I had one conversation last week, uh, and it was labelled what um, Manchester United were asking for him as outrageous in terms of. The, the loan fee plus the survival bonus. I think there was there was a bit of a movement on that back end of last week, um, but the two clubs were just too too far apart really, um, and uh, it was a disappointment. We saw what Lingard did at West Ham last season. He would have 
really strengthened the team in that final third of the pitch where they have lacked something this season, especially when they've had players missing. Um, but I, I still think uh, this window has given Eddie Howe more than enough to work with. It's improved the squad. Um, it's improved the team. The, we, we know he was wanting Premier League experience and he, he's got an abundance of that uh, um, in these past uh, past few weeks. And in terms of Ekatike, we, we, we heard the explanation from him. It wasn't quite... Uh, needed some persuasion to come to this club. Um, it happened too late in the, the window for him to make that decision. Uh, and really, Eddie Howe needs players who are fully committed and fully ready for this this fight. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And uh, Joe, I guess people reacted quite negatively to to not getting an ad- additional forward. I think people were generally satisfied or very happy with the window on the whole, but slight um, disappointment in not getting the forward. How big a blow do you think that could be for Newcastle moving forward? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a blow. Um, Link, as you mentioned, you know, Lingard showed what he could do at West Ham last season, and he he would have he would have certainly added quality to the team. And you're right, it's, it was a weird way to end the window because everyone was happy with the five signings. You know, I've not seen many people complain about the ones brought in. But then with the news that I think it was probably this time yesterday where it was, oh, maybe Lingard might be on the way, and then you know within a couple of hours that was quashed. And I think it did leave a little bit of a I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it ruined the window. Obviously, it didn't ruin the window, but it did it did sort of leave it on a bit of a down mark. But you know, it was a good window, um, and they just got to hope that people like Chris Wood and Callum Wilson can get the goals. Because I think that might be a struggle at the end of the season. But hopefully, hopefully they've got enough, and um, they're definitely in better position than the start of the window. And I think that's what the main thing. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. But in the striker department, there's a bit of uncertainty now because. Chris Wood's away with New Zealand on international duty. There's been a, a COVID outbreak confirmed in their squad. So a bit of uncertainty where he is short term and that could potentially leave Newcastle with just Dwight Gale as the only recognised senior striker with Callum Wilson still out injured. So a bit of uncertainty then, maybe the failure to get a, a forward in, a recognised forward other than Chris Wood could come back to haunt them. But I'm moving forward. I'll put you both on the spot here. If you had to name the player that was the best bit of business Newcastle have done this window, which player is it? Or which player do you see being the best signing for Newcastle? Um, I'll start with you, Miles. I would have to say Kieran Trippier. Um, we've seen his quality already. Um, we've seen what he can bring to the team. Uh, he's, he's a right-back, but he, he offers so much so much in the, the opposition half as well. Um, in terms of dead balls and and getting getting balls into the box, so I'd have to say Trippier. You know, this he was playing in the England team in, in Euro twenty twenty final. He's a, he's an outstanding footballer uh, and an outstanding leader, which is I guess something else we could. I'm sure we'll talk about in the coming coming podcast in terms of the captaincy. Um, look at look at his performance at Leeds, uh, terrific performance. But you'd also like to think that. Um, Guimaraes would um, possibly uh, challenge that, but uh, I think we're all looking forward to seeing how he adapts to the Premier League and how quickly he can adapt. Because, you know, let's be honest, every player is going to need a period of adaptation who comes to this league from abroad. Um, just a case of how quickly he can kind of uh, get up to speed, and uh, let's hope it is quickly. And Joe, what what do you think was the best bit of business Newcastle did in the window? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked Miles first because he gave a much better answer than I was going to give because I was just going to say Kieran Trippier because he's 
probably one of the best defenders I've seen at the club. I know he's only played three games, but the level he plays at is so much more than anyone I've, I would say, ever seen, to be honest. So I'm really excited about that one. The other one I'll go for, I would say Dan Byrne. I think for the feel-good story, the fact that he's coming back to Newcastle after being released and he's done it the hard way. He's worked his way up the divisions, you know, Darlington and Wigan and and he's earned the thirteen million pound price tag. He's earned that move, and hopefully he adds some, you know, defensive solidity. Yeah, I think um, our feelings are unanimous on the best signing. I'd agree with you, Kieran Trippier. Um, but Bruno Gimraesh, like Miles uh, said, um, just a real statement signing, a bit like Trippier. But this is a, a midfielder who is after who was targeted by some of the top clubs in Europe. Arsenal, obviously, well-documented in Newcastle, sitting 18th in the Premier League table, have gone out and bought him from, from Leon. And basically, this is a midfielder who, obviously, we haven't seen a lot of, in particular, unless you're a key avid watcher of uh, French football. But this is a player who, based on what you hear, what you what you see from other, other people as well, um, could get in pretty much any... Premier League midfield at the moment, or maybe Manchester City. So this could be a real statement signing. But like like Miles says, we've just got to see how he adapts to the Premier League and playing in a team who are ultimately in a relegation battle, who aren't going to get the time on the ball and, and possession that perhaps he would at Leon. So we'll see what happens there. But all in all, a great some great business done by Newcastle uh, this window, I think. And on the flip side of that, we also saw five loan exits on deadline day. We had Freddie Woodman go to Bournemouth, Matt Bonswell go to Shrewsbury Town, Elliot Anderson to Bristol Rovers, Matty Longstaff to Mansfield, Jeff Hendrick to QPR, and earlier in the window, we also had Joe White go out on loan to Hartlepool. Miles, what was your take on all those departures on loan? I guess a lot of them necessary, but a, a few surprises in there in terms of the clubs uh, players went to. Yeah, it's good to see the likes of Elliot Anderson and Joe White getting out for starters. Um, Matty Longstaff, you'd um, you'd have thought he would have gone up higher up the pyramid than uh, than, than he did. Um, but first and foremost for him, he needs to play. And I think you would imagine the relationship. Um, yeah, well, it's important to see um, Elliot Anderson and Joe White getting out for their, their first real first team football. Um, in terms of Matty Longstaff, um, you would have thought he would have gone a, high, a little bit higher up the pyramid. This is a player, you know, ultimately a year ago, um, just over a year ago, he was playing Premier League football. You know, he came into the team after a long spell out against Manchester City and did very well. Uh, he's had six months where he hasn't really played at Aberdeen. He just needs to play. So I think that's the important important thing, uh, thing for him. Um, and we'll have to see in terms of those players who didn't get uh, loaned out and and uh, won't make the 25-man squad, how, how the club handles that. Because we were expecting probably a few more departures, really. Eddie Howe, speaking last week, said every player who wasn't going to make the squad would get an opportunity to go out on loan. Um, Kieran Clark and Jamal Lewis, it was reported, turned down loan, loan moves away from the club. Uh, we should find out the 25-man squad this week, or we will find out. Um, and you would imagine those the names of Clark and Lewis will not be in it. Certainly Lewis, possibly a surprise, though the club, of course, did sign a left-back on loan. That's Matt Target. Um, but that's a, you know not ideal for them, and it's not ideal for the club, really. Um, but certainly good to see the young players getting out and getting some first-team football. 
Yeah, we'll touch on the 25-man squad just in a second. But, Joe, in terms of Matty Longstaff, I think this is the one that raised a few eyebrows. Like like Miles said, he's he scoring against Manchester United in the Premier League just a, a couple of seasons ago. He's um, loan move to Aberdeen, hasn't worked out, just five appearances from there. Back at Newcastle, then loaned out to a League Two club. Just He's 21 now, Matty Longstaff. He's played 14 times in the Premier League. How important is this uh, loan move for him in order for his professional career, his Newcastle uh, future, things like that? How how important is it for him? Yeah, it's absolutely massive. He's got a he's got to grab it with both hands, really. If you remember a couple of windows ago in the summer, you know the big thing was is Matty Longstaff going to resign with Newcastle? You know there was talk about Udinese, Washburn, and then obviously he did sign, and then everyone thought, right, this is the time to kick on. As you've said, the move to Aberdeen hasn't worked out. Um, and I know he was linked with championship clubs in the summer, I believe. I think someone like Nottingham Forest maybe showed interest, but the move to Aberdeen hasn't worked. And I'm with Miles. It was a shock to see him drop so far down the pyramids. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, Mansfield are a good option. You know, he might get promoted with them. They're doing well. So, you know, playing under Nigel Clough as well. So it's good. It might work out as a good loan move, but he really did have to impress uh, this season because I, I was surprised it was a League Two standard, but maybe that's. Maybe that's what he needs to get his confidence up and get just get back playing regular first team football. Yeah, I think it was a surprise to everyone. I think a championship league one loan would have probably been the minimum you would have expected. But like you say, Mansfield going well, playing in a winning side. He has to do well. He has to really hit the ground running there um, in order to sort of keep eyes on him in terms of his Newcastle future now because he's, he's not that up-and-coming teenager anymore. Like like I said, he's in his 20s now. But in terms of the 25-man squad, Miles, what uh, you touched on earlier, um, the likes of Kieran Clark turning down a chance to go out on loan, Jamal Lewis as well. Been a five arrivals this month. The squad is is bloated. Three senior players are going to have to miss out. Um, which players uh, do you see those being? And I guess you touched on it just before as well. Yeah, certainly... Burn, burn for Clark, you'd imagine, a left-sided um, centre-half or a left-sided centre-half and uh, target for Lewis. And, you know, it, it's kind of strange. We watched Lewis come into the team kind of, uh, I guess it would have been, was it against Norwich in, in end of November? Yeah. Uh, then he got that injury at Liverpool uh, a week or two later, a couple of weeks later, maybe. Um, and he did, he did well when he came into the team. Uh, and you thought, wow, this this might really get an opportunity to kick on. Uh, Eddie Howe spoke well of him. He spoke about more recently about his comeback and his return to training. Um, but he obviously, obviously doesn't quite fit into his plans for this season. So certainly those two would be um, would, would look to be missing out um, in terms of Gale. Uh, if they'd got uh, Lingard or Ekatike, you'd have thought he would miss out. But now uh, I'd imagine... Uh, He's he's very much needed uh, in that squad going forward as as cover. Yeah, and Joe, if you had to pick a, a third player to add to Kieran Clark and I guess Jamal Lewis, um, is there anyone that stands out for you in the Newcastle squad who's still at the club? I mean, I'm I am shocked when I saw that it could be Jamal Lewis the one being left out. As Miles mentioned, burn for Clark makes sense, but I, for me, I don't know. I just think Jamal Lewis offers you something else at left back. So clearly. He might. He must think Dan Byrne or Paul Dummett can cover for Matt Target if uh, there's problems there. For me, it might. From I would have potentially left out Matt Ritchie 
Um, I like Richie going forward, but I think he has struggled defensively. But I get that Eddie Howe knows Richie and he probably trusts him to, you know, do the role he want he wants him to do. Um, but I don't honestly, I, I don't really know. I don't envy his decision having to make it because there's a lot of players there you could see at least doing a job where you think, oh, he might be able to do a job. So um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I've seen on social media someone believing that Isaac Hayden could be a man to be left out. Now, that, again, would shock me, but with his injury problems, you know, we saw a couple of seasons ago Paul Dummett being left out of the squad because of his injury problems. It might be someone like that who misses out, so it's going to be a very tough decision. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting point in terms of you've also got Fernandez on his way back from injury, not too far away, but the, that, of course, is, is something to be factored into. Um, uh, and, and Hayden's had, had that recent procedure. Um, but you, you would imagine for... You know, um, Clark and Lewis are the, the two most at uh, risk of not making that squad. Yeah, I was looking through the squad and I'll be honest, Isaac Hayden, probably expected pelters from you two for it, but I was going to bring it up. I think he is one that sort of stands out in the fact that he's, he's been injured, um, required surgery. And um, you look at where Newcastle has strengthened John Joe Shelby's come back into the side, played very well under Eddie Howe. Joe Linton being a revelation in centre midfield and obviously um, Bruno Gimraeus coming in as well. There's strengthened in that midfield area, although um, Jeff Hendrick has gone out on loan. So potentially when you're looking in a relegation battle, if a player's going to be out for another month or so, is it worth having him in, in that squad? Um, Isaac Hayden spoke very openly about potentially leaving the club as well since um, the takeover. So see what happens there. That third third man to be left out will be will be interesting. I'm I'm, I'm sure to see. But um, in terms of the business Newcastle have done, like I say, the five players in, the players have gone out. Um, I, I guess only time will tell. But Miles, do you think they've done enough to stay in the Premier League? They're certainly in a much stronger position than what they started the, the month in. But have they done enough um, to help the chances of um, survival? I think they could have spent another 80 million and there's still no guarantees that this club's going to stay up. Um, and it's between now and the end of the season, it's going to be about as much as the team as individuals right now. And it, 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 it's, a, it's a challenge enough for Eddie Howard to kind of assimilate five players into his squad. Uh, had, had they added a sixth or a seventh, it would have been an even bigger challenge. Um, and that's the key for him, how, how, how quickly they can... They can be kind of assimilated into this squad, into this group, into this this team. But on the face of it, the the squad's stronger. The first the first eleven certainly much stronger, um, and this looks much more like a team that can can win games. Can it win enough? Who knows? But I, I think now we've they've got a there's there's an optimism, there's a positivity around the club, around the city following this window and that win against Leeds. Everton next up at home, we, we see the position that Everton are in and what difference a win over them could make that drags another team into, into trouble. Um, I, I, I really think they've got a great opportunity now to, to, to potentially get out this uh, relegation zone in the coming weeks. Um, and it's as we know with this club, it's a you know, you get that ball rolling, you get that optimism, you get the crowd going, um, and things can snowball, the team can get in a run, you want back to back wins, maybe. Uh, three wins in a row that would make all the difference um, draws as we know aren't going to get the club out of this 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 mess um, but there's an opportunity there and, I, and I, I looking at those signings you know they're quality signings um, a lot of Premier League experience 
Um, there should be some goals in there as well. So um, I'm, I'm optimistic now and I'm, I'm a lot more optimistic than I was at the start of the window. Yeah, I guess the one question is that the goal side of things, um, we're quite reliant on the likes of Chris Wood delivering while Callum Wilson's out. Um, Alan St. Maximan as well, who's contributed more goals than any other player for Newcastle this season. He'll need to stay fit. And players like Ryan Fraser, who's been on a solid run and um, starting the past few games under Eddie Howe will start to need provided, um, to start providing goals and assists to his game as well, as he did in um, Saudi Arabia last week. A great strike from him in that uh, friendly win. But Joe, same question to you. Do you think Newcastle have done enough to stay in the Premier League? Obviously, a lot of variables, but do you feel they've, they've done enough? I think so. I think they've brought, they've brought in quality and they've brought in good characters that will help them in their fight. You know, they've brought in players who clearly want to be at the club and want to be at the club for the right reasons. They want to be, you know, playing Premier League football and helping their team survive. Um, I think next month is going to be crucial for this month because we're in February now. You know, they've got four big games. They're not playing any of the so-called top six. They're in, you know, they're playing Everton, Villa, West Ham, and Brentford. So that you should, you've got to be targeting at least a couple of wins from them games. And then, as Miles said, that Everton game, it suddenly, if you win that game, that drags Everton into it. It's no longer a four-horse race, and it looks a lot, a lot brighter. But it's going to be difficult. It's as you say, I, I do worry about goals, but I do think they'll have enough, uh, just enough. Yeah, huge game against Everton, Newcastle. One point from safety at the moment with a game in hand on Norwich and then just four points behind Everton as well could potentially be one if they beat them at St James's Park this time next week but in the meantime you can follow all the latest uh, Newcastle United news on the Shields Gazette website or by following Miles Starforth, Joe Brook or myself Dom Scott on Twitter. You can also subscribe to the Shields Gazette for unlimited ad-like access to all of our Newcastle United coverage. You just head over to shieldsgazette.com forward slash subscriptions for more information on that but for now i guess we'll wrap it up there miles joe it's been a pleasure as always thank you everyone for listening and we hope you can join us next time on the mouth of the time podcast <laughs>